Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey, Viz Media, What Pumpkin Studios, or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you're old enough to vote for our clown juggalo overlords. It's time to go to hell. and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord 2019. I'm Elizabeth. And I am also Elizabeth. And it is time for fucking lockdown because we are recording this one day before 413. And Elizabeth, I need to know if you have blacklisted all Homestuck tags on all of your social medias. No, I haven't. You can't fucking have spoilers. You need to blacklist Homestuck HS update update with an 8 instead of an ATE at the end. Blacklist Vriska, probably. You need to blacklist this podcast. You need to blacklist your mom. You need to blacklist your brother. She fucking told me her brother's birthday is coming up. Yep. That's how we have Homestuck energies in the theme music is because fucking John Michael and John Egbert share a birthday. That is a very cursed thing for you to say, even though it's completely accurate. They both have John in the name. Although my brother's name is J-O-N, just the three letters. So I think that that's one one more remove away from Homestuck. So I think we're, we're fine. But it puts you one more towards Garfield. Mm, I, I don't like that. I have opted to disagree with that statement. No, because because John Garfield's owner is spelled with a J-O-N. I am well aware of the reasoning behind your statement. There is a Liz in that comic, too. Although, I will resent that because I do not want to date your brother. I'm very sorry. No, it's, it's okay. I don't think he would be offended. I feel like your brother is too young for me, is the reason. And also because he is your brother. I think that would be just one Elizabeth too many in his life. When I worked in retail, a guy tried to give me his number once, and his name was Paul, and that's my dad's name, and I could not emotionally do that. Plus, all of the similarities between us, I think that would get real weird real fast. So It would get too weird! It would just get too weird. I think you're good. I'm also fine with just being your friend and not your sister. I think that's absolutely fine. We don't need to go there. No. Also, rivals. We are rivals. Also rivals, of course. How could I ever Fucking bitter rivals to the end. I will cut you down. I do advise that you block Homestuck tags for tomorrow. A lot of people think that the epilogue is coming out tomorrow and you might get epilogue spoilers. If the epilogue comes out tomorrow because it is the 10th anniversary of Homestuck, fucking Jesus. Like, come on. (laughs) It is the 10th anniversary of Homestuck. So I feel like if the epilogue's gonna come at any time, 
It's either now or 10 more years from now. Who fucking knows? But I don't know if I'm going to read the epilogue or if I'm going to wait to read the epilogue until we get to the epilogue. Because by the time we get to the end of Homestuck, the epilogue might be there. Yeah, that's fair. It, we, we've we taken quite a while already, and we will take quite a while more. I mean, clearly, if the epilogue comes out tomorrow, it'll just be sitting there waiting for us. We are about one-eighth of the way through Homestuck, so we are doing pretty good. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, actually. You know, we have a ways to go, but... We do have a long way to go. We have done some things. Also, I will say that we are recording this on 412. This episode is not going out anywhere near 413. This episode is going out a long way from there. So you won't hear this episode for a while. It's because shit happens. And time and things like that. Did you know podcasts take a long time to edit? (laughs) They do. And transcribe. Don't go on Twitter tomorrow. Just fucking don't go on Twitter tomorrow. It's okay. I'll be playing D&D for like eight hours and then celebrating my brother's birthday. So that won't be a problem. You should be okay for now. Today we read more of Act 4, which I thought it was going to be a very boring episode and I thought we would have to read a lot more pages. And then we got some really good character interactions in at the end there. Just squeak them out at the end. So, uh, we're gonna be talking a lot about the end today. (laughs) Yeah, Liz was very excited. I'm gonna save it for last like a fine dessert that a chef has presented to me on a silver platter. And that has edible gold glitter adorned on the sides. (laughs) That sounds beautiful. And also, it has been served to me by a homestuck troll. (laughs) Which one? Briska. (laughs) (laughs) It's been served to me by Vriska, because there's nothing more I would enjoy than to put Vriska in the service industry, because I feel like Vriska needs to have that connection to gain a little bit more empathy (laughs) in the world. I don't know, obviously, that much about her yet, but I don't know if I would trust her as a waiter not to poison me. I... (sighs) Like, I don't- poisoning isn't really Vriska's thing, as far as I remember. She is more of the mind of just fucking, like, stabbing you and then taking you to get eaten by a spider. That is her move. Well, that's also not good, but not as waiter-related. No. If Vriska worked as a waitress for a couple of years, I feel like, at the very least, she would be nice to, like, wait staff at, like, restaurants, and I feel like that would be one way to make her more likable, to be more courteous to people in the service industry. Right, that's sort of the least, the least you can do. Please tip your wait staff 30% if you can. Yes. If you can't, please do 20. A waiter could put me in a medically induced coma for three years, and I would still tip him 20%. <laughs> anyway! <laughs> anyway! So, Elizabeth, a lot of things have been going on. We know them, they are called the Exiles now. Yes. What is that story? What's going on? What is the intrigue? Who are the characters? What's your favorite part about it? Why do they all think the girl ones are sexy? Why are all the girl ones tall? 
there are a lot of questions there. I will do my best to answer them. First of all, my favorite is still the male lady, and I'm still going to keep calling her that because I like it better than package mistress, which I don't like. It was Peregrine Medicant, but all right. Also, Peregrine Medicant is a, is a mouthful, even though I do very much like that name. So I'm going to keep calling her the male lady because I can do what I want. Here's the mail, it never fails, it makes me wanna wag my tail. <laughs> she's my favorite. She has been and she has continued to be. She is, she's just so dedicated and uh, one of my favorite parts of the reading today was the whole section where she's going through like the castle headquarters place because she just, she needs to get this package and deliver it. That's what she does, and she needs to do this, even if she has to take a sword and kill someone. She's in fucking enemy territory in, like, a war. And she goes up, and she's like, I have a parking ticket. Just take this parking ticket, and if they ask me why I'm here, I'll just say, oh, I'm just here to pay this parking ticket, and then I'll leave. And she lied about the parking ticket, too. She's like, I just found this on the desk here. PM is a badass. <laughs> this is where it goes. This is, this is it goes here on the desk with all the other parking tickets. I need that package. Also, the fact that Spade Slick or Jack Noir, I'm sorry, his name is not Spade Slick, it's Jack Noir. The fact that Jack Noir gives out a sword and a hit list to everyone he doesn't want to talk to <laughs> in this bureaucracy is fucking magic. It's beautiful. He likes swords very much. How many swords does he have? So many swords! I think he pulls out another sword when he's saying how he um would rather stab somebody than process all the paperwork that would need to happen to give the package to the male lady. And then he just sends her on an impossible task so he doesn't have to think about it. But little does he know, she does her fucking job. She does. She is committed. She is driven. She is courageous. She will kill the king and queen. She will with a sword because that package needs to be delivered. Now we did see the queen, the black queen. Yes, the black queen. We didn't see the white queen, which is, I assume, the one that is on her hit list because he gave her like the white cards with the king and queen symbol on them and not the black cards. But we saw the Black Queen, and as far as we know, the White Queen must look kind of like that. But what'd you think of the Black Queen? She had an interesting style. Hubba hubba, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Definitely. Hey, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm just saying, <laughs> if you think the Black Queen is really hot, I bet you could have a nice conversation with her, wink wonk. I would love to have a nice conversation with, with the Black Queen, yes, maybe about fashion. I very much enjoyed her, her fashion. I'm saying nothing that will incriminate me. Will it? <laughs> it will not. Nothing incriminating you. Sure. I'll get you one day, Elizabeth. I will get you one day. If that's what lets you sleep soundly at night, of course. We also saw a fourth mysterious exile, Hala. 
Yes, one who teleported out of an egg. Hey, do you think she's hot? Her design is very cool. I'm not afraid to say that. Are you afraid I'm going to twist your words into something that isn't what you're actually trying to say? Listen, you have full control over the beautiful sounds that reach our listeners' ears. I lose control of them once they leave my mouth. I think that's not an unfounded fear. You you could be like friends with this exile, right? Yes, I could be friends with this exile. Or like more than friends with this exile. Let's stick with friends friends for now. I don't even know her name. Would you say like friends with like benefits maybe? And like the benefits are I do have to stress the benefits are tax benefits. I do like tax benefits. There you have it, everyone. Elizabeth would fuck this exile. Uh, no, I said tax benefits only. Elizabeth would fuck this exile. This exile is certified fuckable by one half of the Elizabeths. I'm gonna put that stamp right on the right on this ornamental paper. Put it on your diploma, and it'll be on your wall forever. No, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. I've already contacted your university, and it's happening. I don't want... I they, they, they announce things like that at the graduation, in front of God and everyone. Anyway, that'll be a surprise for 30 days from now, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, you like PM... Uh, you wanna have sex with that other exile? What about Exile Town? The town that WV and AR have made together. It's very cute. <laughs> I like the mayor's town better than the judge's town. I don't like his very much because it's all weaponry. Elizabeth, they're the same town. He just has the militia set up because it's the dirty job work that he has to do just to make the city safe. Because if you do not protect a city with artillery, it is as good as conquered. I don't agree with that moral standing. I'd rather I'd rather live in WV's side of the city. Are you saying that Exile Town shouldn't give more than 50% of its overall budget to the military-industrial complex? That is exactly what I'm saying. I think that Exile Town should defund the military and use those funds to build infrastructure for all of the cans who undoubtedly will populate it. Well, gee, Elizabeth, that sounds like a metaphor for something. It's something. I just, I can't figure out what. I suppose we'll never know. Hey, you know what else we'll never know? What? Why the fuck? All of these bugs are one straight and two all like the girl ones are all taller than the boy ones. No, yeah, no, they're bugs though. Why are the bugs straight? Are there any gay bugs? Where are the gay bugs? I don't think that human gender really applies to bugs. I would say that human sexuality probably also does not apply to bugs. I don't think that human gender applies to bugs, but I also realize that these bugs are using he and she for each other, and I assume that these bugs do participate in the gender binary for narrative reasons. That's a fair point. Listen, if something is for narrative reasons, I 
will consider giving it a pass. And by narrative reasons, I of course mean that Andrew Hussey wrote this. <laughs> that's a that's a fair point. Andrew Hussey, why are all the bugs straight? I just want to talk. Andrew Hussey. Hey, Andrew Hussey. Why are the bugs straight? Why are the bugs straight? You let the humans be gay. <laughs> why not the bugs? Why are these bugs straight? The only bugs that should be straight are like those little stick bugs. Exactly. You know, those stick bugs that are... Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, like they're, they're, like yeah. they're like a line and they look like sticks. So, those yeah. are the only bugs. So that would do you make get them... the, Do you get the joke, Elizabeth? It's that, it's that they are physically straight, but they have like a really good pride festival. Hey, 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 hey Liz, I just, I need, I think I need you to explain that joke to me one more time. Why? Hey, so like, so like, do you think that all stick bugs, do you think that all stick bugs are straight? <laughs> I think it is time for the mini game. I don't think, I don't think. We've <laughs> just about worn out our welcome. It's off to the, off to the Wheel of Fortune here. Oh, wait, I gotta do the fucking intro. <laughs> yes. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And welcome to... <laughs> Fuck. Okay, hi, everybody, and welcome to the best part of the podcast. It's a mid-episode minigame. I'm Liz, and I am your host. I was completely prepared for today. There are five minigames. Elizabeth, what are they? Their image description, music appreciation, true or false, Hussie's fixations, and troll who wants to be a millionaire. Last time we did the music appreciation. Yeah. And we learned about Nick Cage. Oh yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah. Anyway, Elizabeth, would you like to go ahead and spin that wheel to see what game we're going to be playing today? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And I have landed on uh, Hussie's fixations. Liz, have I ever told you the the wedge on the wheel for Hussie's fixations is a very um, uncomfortable shade of yellow? <laughs> Why is that the thing you're fixated on? It's not the thing that Andrew Hussie is fixated on, though, because today Andrew Hussie is fixated on Olive Garden. Olive Garden, you say? Anyway, so let me explain Hussie's Fixations. Hussie's Fixations is a game where I give Elizabeth a word or phrase and she has to connect that word or phrase to Andrew Hussie's personal life. Elizabeth, what the fuck does Andrew Hussie have to do with the Olive Garden? This might be a little tricky because, full disclosure, I, Elizabeth, have never been to a Olive Garden. Has Elizabeth never been to an Olive Garden as in a garden in which they grow olives, or as in the pseudo-Italian restaurant. Either. Okay, this is gonna be fun. But I have heard some things about this Olive Garden of which we are speaking. I'm going to make a guess based on that, and I would say my guess is that Andrew Hussey has some sort of issue with the unlimited breadsticks at the Olive Garden. I would give you half credit because he does have an issue with Olive Garden, but it's not specifically of the unlimited breadsticks because I think his feud with the Olive Garden came up before they started offering unlimited breadsticks. 
Wow. I just dropped you a link of one of his blog posts about the Olive Garden. Wait, wait, wait. I, I do have to read the title of this blog post. Land of Souls and Olives, A Conclusion. Pasta La Vista, motherfuckers, part one. Yes. Now we don't have time to unpack all that. Yeah, here's the thing. Andrew Hussey has a famous hatred for the Olive Garden. For multiple reasons. This specific post, he fucking takes money that fans gave him and he goes to the Olive Garden. Andrew Hussey. <laughs> and if you'll just scroll down, you can see all of the, the, the pictures of all these soul portraits at the Olive Garden. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of a hard one to find. I had to go back on the Wayback Machine to find this one. There are some parts in the beginning part of these paragraphs where Andrew Hussey says some weird things about someone with a mental illness that's weird, but yeah, come on. Andrew Hussey famously hates the Olive Garden, and it was like a big fandom in-joke for a long time. This feels very similar to the Casa Bonita thing in Colorado. If you live in Colorado, or unfortunately and alternatively, if you watch South Park, you will know about the Casa Bonita thing, and I'm sure you will agree with me. The first picture with the paradise and the soul it exudes Casa Bonita energies. I have no idea what that is. I just want to tell you that I just read a paragraph in this post where it talks about Ryan North's GPS, where he recorded all of the voices in it to be his own, but like really long words. Oh my god. And Ryan North was not in his car. He just took Ryan North's car to the Olive Garden. Wait, okay, is this the Ryan North? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was he the dinosaur comic guy? Oh, uh, yes, he was. Wait a minute, Casey Green was here? Casey Green was in this car. Sure. I don't know if you know who Casey Green is, but Casey Green is the guy who drew the This Is Fine dog. <gasps> no way. Yes, it's that Casey Green. This was a historic adventure. Ryan North is the Dinosaur Comics guy and the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl guy now. Uh, Casey Green was the This Is Fine one, but he also wrote like Anime Club and a bunch of other like little comic. He wrote Gun Show. All of these people in, like, the same friend group is incredibly cursed to me, so I think this it is time for me to close this internet tab. I do not need to hear that in my eyes anymore. <laughs> nope. Definitely not. But, Elizabeth, you got the question half right, but that means it was half wrong, which means that you failed. And do you know what happens when you fail a minigame? Please enlighten me. I have no idea. It means that you do have to read more Homestuck. Oh boy. I guarantee you, the more Homestuck you read, the more awkward flirting with Carapacian girls you're gonna see. I'm somehow not surprised. Anyway, we're gonna get back to the episode. 
and I'm gonna talk about my my, my beautiful catered dessert that Vriska has prepared for me upon a silver platter with edible gold glitter all around and also the chef was Andrew Hussey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elizabeth, here we go. Silver platter, three-tiered dark chocolate cake, gold edible glitter, Vriska as my waitress, Andrew Hussey as the chef, Dave is in a house with a reasonable guardian. This is the most delicious thing. Is this your, your dream come true? Because I do have some concerns, but do continue. There is a goblet shaped like a bird in which I am drinking the German soda mezzo mix. And the German soda mezzo mix also has a little bit of Coke mixed in it. And I don't mean Coke, the drug, I mean Coca-Cola, because that is the best way to consume mezzo mix. That's a very elaborate fantasy. I am wearing the most elaborate Lord English cosplay with the colored scarf and the rapidly changing eyeballs (laughs) (laughs) and the giant monster claws. And also sitting across from me is the love of my life, Gallows Calibrator. (laughs) (laughs) There's a single rose in a vase between us and she has consumed it whole. And I love her. (laughs) She is my daughter. (laughs) I have legally adopted her, and there is no arc in which she dates Gamzee. (laughs) When we got to this first page, I think it's page 1524? Yeah, 1524. Yes, I did hear Liz just, like, go very quiet on the other end of the call for a while and just, like, start applauding. This is no exaggeration. Yes, exactly like that. Exactly like that. She was very happy about this page. Very delighted. I just love her so much, Elizabeth. I just love her so much. I mean, she is very good. She's terrible. I love her. I love her so much. I would die for this character. I would straight up fucking die for her. And she would allow it to happen. (laughs) Yeah, that is definitely the vibe I got. Elizabeth, what troll do you think this is? This is, of course, Terezi. As you assume, I could be talking about anybody else. Yeah. Okay. This could be Aradia. You know what? You know what, Elizabeth? You know what? Uh Uh-huh. It could be Kanaya. I know it's not Kanaya. I have a feeling that Gallows Calibrator is Carcat. Also, no. I have a feeling that this is Gamzee. Absolutely not. Gamzee can't date himself, hopefully, probably. Although, I think maybe, if it is a small hint that I've gotten, he's probably the only one he deserves. Absolutely. Anyway, so... <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you are not. Before we get into, like, the important plot shit that happened in this conversation between Gallows Calibrator and Tentacle Therapist, who is Rose Lalonde, I just want to ruminate a little bit in some of these character details that we have gotten of this person. The fact 
that they spoke to John and did nothing but laugh in the first half of the conversation. And then when John laughed back, <laughs> she's just like, why would you laugh at a blind girl? Just completely baiting John into this bullshit. <laughs> and then John's like, huh? Some things, she smells text. Y yes. And roses smells like lavender, apparently. Another thing, she's apparently the only practical troll here. This conversation that she has with Rose, she's like, I've just learned that humans have exist, so I've decided to talk to one at the beginning of their adventure, where it is the most logical to do so. Oh, bless her. Despite the, the title of our podcast, Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, comes from Kanaya, I feel like in the very most literal sense, the line would better apply to this character. I feel like this character is the first smart character we've seen. <laughs> this is the only character with sense. <laughs> You're not wrong there. Another thing, this character is apparently a seer. And apparently roses as well. Yes, that's very exciting. We're getting some more background on that. Most of the background we can't really make any sense of. Also, I just realized Rose does say I'm not sure if I'm being courted or trolled here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does say that. Which, here's the thing. Oh no, it's the voice. You know, like how sometimes like someone will come up to you and they'll put a hand on your arm and then they'll say I forget that you humans actually communicate with speech instead of releasing clouds of fragrant <laughs> gases and smelling each other's sentences like that's the most <laughs> romantic thing anybody could ever say to me <laughs> oh I absolutely agree that is personally how I would like to be romanced also this troll has the best emoticons Nobody can convince me otherwise. Yes, that is true. Here's the noise that I have made that I think these emoticons make is me. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like a me. Or like a hee <laughs> <laughs> And it's true, that's exactly how they look. You know, when you're reading these poster logs out loud, you gotta come up with the noises for the emoticons. And so we have and and mm. And, you know, so had to come up with some different ones this, this go-around. I have just come up with a very terrifying realization. Oh no, what? You know the sound, Yes? And it, I'm gonna say something that's gonna be very cursed, are you ready? I'm not sure I am, but go ahead. I'm not very good at impressions, you know, don't hold your breath on this one. But I think this is what their voice sounds like. <laughs> I'm Waluigi! <laughs> I'm gonna do a second take of that real quick. <laughs> I'm Waluigi. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna do a third. I'm gonna do a third of that, but I'm also gonna like twist it a little bit. Please. <laughs> I'm Gallows Calibrator. <laughs> I do believe I'm going to hell. I think you are. And you're dragging me along with you. 
The first thing this troll says to Rose is, Hey, Lalonde, stop crying in your mom's beverage. She hates you and has left you forever. Hee hee hee. What an introduction. To uh, reference our image description from a couple episodes ago, I just feel like this is very, in terms of introductions, this is very Kool-Aid man smashing through the wall kind of introduction, you know? I feel like this troll's entire personality is Kool-Aid man smashing through a wall. That is the only way you can describe her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth, we learned some things about the game in this conversation. What would that be? Let's see. Well, I think this is the conversation where we learned about the exiles. So there's that. But they're not supposed to be an obvious aspect of the game. And we learned that this other person is also hearing a voice in their head. And for her, it was more loud and clear, just like it is for Rose. Also, we learned about some of the roles. The seer, she mentioned, were seer of mind, page of breath, knight of blood, maid of time, etc, etc, etc. But the roles are different for every session. Yes. Just real quick. Yes. She did say seer of mind, page of breath, knight of blood, maid of time, etc. We remember in the Colonel Sassaker book at the end of Act 2 that Nana Sprite did give those types of titles out, and she gave out four of them. These are four different ones. Yes, but that makes sense. It would probably make sense that these are four from her session, which is why she would know them off the top of her head, just out of curiosity. Uh (laughs) Who do you think is each of these titles. Oh, jeez. Let me tell you, you have no obligation to be correct because you do not know all of the trolls. I'm just very curious. No, I don't. Well, I guess I'll just pick from the ones I know. The Seer of Mind is for this character, is for Terezi. And then Page of Breath. Uh, That one's trickier. But I Yes, I might, out of the ones I know, I guess I'm gonna say Carcat, and then Knight of Blood would be... Oh, I'm actually gonna go with Kanaya for Knight of Blood. Oh, that's interesting. I think at some point Kanaya has a chainsaw. Oh. And that is my reasoning. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then... I don't think I have any idea about Maid of Time, really. Yeah, and I'm not gonna stand here and wait for you to figure that out, because I'm not Maid of Time. <laughs> but um... I do want to circle back to the ones that we've heard of before, because now we have a little bit more... More context. So we have the Air of Breath, the Seer of Light, the Knight of Time, and the Witch of Space, who's who? Oh, geez. So, it seems like Rose is the Seer of Light. I'm going to go just straight up, one, two, three, four, John is Heir of Breath, Rose is Seer of Light, Dave is Knight of Time, and Jade is Witch of Space. That is interesting. Yeah. 
is all I'm gonna say is that it's interesting. I can't even remember what I said last time. Last time you said that the that Rose was the witch of space. I still stand by that because like it made the most aesthetic sense. The air and the seer and the knight and the witch part, it doesn't have to correspond with the aesthetic of that character very much. It's more of a character archetype thing. Well, that's fun. Seers are a very specific character archetype. So are heirs and knights. I don't, was there? Yeah, there was another witch, I think. That's interesting. We will come back to this because this will happen over and over again. I'm sure. We had another troll conversation, though, in the middle of a conversation that we had before with Jade and John. This one is the exact next page after the Gallows Calibrator chat. Elizabeth, this one is with so-called Carcat. Has your impression of them gotten any better or worse after this conversation? I would say slightly better, actually. What specific points endeared you a little bit more to this character? Well, he admitted he was in the wrong, uh, so that's good. He didn't make fun of Jade, so that's also good. And he didn't bother her any more than he needed to, so also good. I do want to point out. Yeah. This entire thing with all of these humans has happened from the trolls' perspectives in a half hour or so. So-called Carcat went from the worst to, hey, just can you can you please remember that like your robot's gonna explode and like when it does, just like call us, please. <laughs> like, I talked to future you to like try and figure out how to get you to like me and then like she said to tell you that your robot's gonna explode like that's <laughs> so funny <sighs> just so bad at talking to people it's very bad at it it's very good though I love this I love the troll conversation so much at, but but after the troll conversations we saw a glimpse yes we did <laughs> much did. We already knew what so-called Carcat looked like because we saw him at the end of intermission. You know, the guy that looked like he doesn't get a lot of sleep and he's got the candy corns on his head and all that junk. Uh, we saw Gallo's Calibrator. What does she look like? She has red sunglasses and she has little pointy candy corn horns and she has a symbol on her shirt that's like a line and then an omega on top of it. That's actually the astrological sign for Libra? Yeah, it's Libra. Oh. And also, the sign that is on so-called Carcat's shirt is the astrological sign for Cancer. Right. And it also looks like a 69. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we've, we've gone over all of the things that it looks like. Like a pair of handcuffs. It looks like a lot of things. It's understood. Two tadpoles in a circle. No, we've been over this. Or, you know, like, a weird pair of glasses. No, that's not even the glasses person. Or, like, a necklace that a bunch of revolutionaries would use. I'm not even sure what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> You're not supposed to. <laughs> we, we got, like, a glimpse of what trolls look like. Trolls have gray skin. I did know that. The ones that we've seen so far have black hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have 
yellow eyes. Also that. The white part is yellow, and then, the you know, it's, like, black inside. The sclera. They have black shirts, which I'm, I'm sure is a feature of their race. I just want to point out how, like, badly drawn the symbol on his shirt is. <laughs> it's so bad! I didn't notice that it's very bad. It looks like someone went in and just, like, doodled it in, like, two seconds. Another thing about Gallo's Calibrator is that she has very black lips. Uh, yes. Got that black lipstick on, which I feel like would be counterproductive to the licking. Oh, you know what else she said to John? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You have no idea how much you disgust me. You're a total disgrace to the field of ectobiology. If we ever meet, I'm going to cut your throat and listen to you bleed while I smell you die. Yeah, she did say that. She's a bit rowdy and I love her so much. She's a rowdy girl. Also, that's where John got his new pester drum handle. Ectobiologist. I bet that doesn't mean anything. No, I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure it's just something that Gallus Calibrator says once, and it's never brought up again or ever addressed, and it's just a fun word they made up to insult John. Absolutely. As we all know, nothing ever means anything in Homestuck. Absolutely. So, Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. I feel like we have spoken about the beautiful triple-decker dark chocolate cake with edible gold glitter on it, served on a silver platter, served to me by Vriska, the waitress, while I am wearing a full Lord English cosplay and drinking Mezzo Mix mixed with a little bit of Coca-Cola in a bird-shaped wine glass, with Dave having a whole other guardian and sitting across from Gallo's Calibrator, who has eaten a single rose that was in a vase between us, and she is also my legal daughter. And also, we are sitting inside of an Outback Steakhouse. I'm glad you specified. <laughs> we, we are sitting inside of an Outback Steakhouse. They have given us three slices of that bread and two bloomin' onions. We, we, we've gotten all that out of the way. I think it's time to let you go very soon. Uh-huh. But Elizabeth, I do have to ask. Yeah. The peregrine mendicant left Jack Noir's office without the green package. And Jack Noir, being a nosy little shit, decided to look inside the green package to see what was inside. And then, like, his eyes went a little bug-eyed and he was like, oh. Uh-huh. And then that was the end of the reading. What's in the box? I, honest to God, have no clue. But Elizabeth, what's in the box? I don't know what's in the box. What's in the box? I don't know. It's gotta be something interesting, though. What's in the box? I guess we'll find out uh, next time. We really won't. Thanks to everybody for listening to me talk about my beautiful daughter today. We've read through pages 1,454 through 1,556 in Homestuck today. That's a lot of pages. Actually, it's a normal amount of pages. But the normal amount is a lot. You can read all of Homestuck 
at homestuck.com and if you want accessible versions, they're linked on our Tumblr blog, lookhowsane.tumblr.com for the version with image descriptions and the audiobook version. You can also find transcripts for this podcast on that Tumblr that Elizabeth writes. You know, if you can't listen to podcasts and would rather read them, that is your best bet. Or if you just want to follow along. Or if you want to control F and, like, figure out exactly how many times I have used that voice now. I think I have officially labeled it as teasing voice. So if you do want to look for that, that's how you do it. You know, like, she almost labeled it as annoying voice, but, like, I told her not to because... I am the superior Elizabeth, and that's like true love. Uh huh. Anyway, we have it. Also, have a Twitter at how underscore sane. So, if you want to send any questions or comments or anything over there, that's where that is. Um, we're always looking for weird facts about Andrew Hussey or images for image description and fun things like that. Also, I run the Twitter, and if you tweet spoilers to us, I'll probably like it, but I probably won't retweet it because Elizabeth also does follow the Twitter, and she might end up seeing it. But I do see everything that is tweeted to us. The music for this episode and for all episodes were done by the birthday boy, John Michael. Also, John Egbert is the birthday boy. Yes, so happy birthday tomorrow, and also, like three weeks ago, to John Michael and John Egbert. And Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> uh, yes, and Thomas Jefferson, whose birthday it also is. But uh, there are two of those people who I like a lot more than the third. Fuck Thomas Jefferson. So <laughs> uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Remember to fuck Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> no, do not fuck Thomas Jefferson. You know, knowing Thomas Jefferson, he would probably fuck you before you would fuck him. This is not a Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, do not interact. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, do not interact. Just, just let me, just, just let me. Keep it in your pants, Thomas Jefferson. No, I just, I just need to tell everyone to rate and review us on iTunes. We... Except for Thomas Jefferson. No, listen, Thomas Jefferson, if you're listening and you want to rate and review us on iTunes, I, I will welcome that. I'm sure there are people in the modern world named Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Any Thomas Jefferson modern or historic who listens to this Homestuck fan cast. And tell all your friends about our podcast. Hopefully just you all enjoy it so much that we're going to get all of your friends into it too. And until next time, uh, remember, Vriska, Vriska the waiter, it did nothing wrong. Friska actually put me in a medically induced coma for three years, but I still tipped her 20%. <laughs> Bye, everyone.